The reading today from Psalm 88, as Sean said, page 597 in the Pew Bibles. Lord, you are the God who saves me. Day and night I cry out to you. May my prayer come before you. Turn your ear to my cry. I am overwhelmed with troubles and my life draws near to death. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like one without strength. I am set apart with the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, who are cut off from your care. You have put me in the lowest pit, in the darkest depths. Your wrath lies heavily on me. You have overwhelmed me with all your waves. You have taken from me my closest friends and have made me repulsive to them. I am confined and cannot escape. My eyes are dim with grief. I call to you, Lord, every day. I spread out my hands to you. Do you show your wonders to the dead? Do their spirits rise up and praise you? Is your love declared in the grave, your faithfulness in destruction? Are your wonders known in the place of darkness, or your righteous deeds in the land of oblivion? But I cry to you for help, Lord. In the morning my prayer comes before you. Why, Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? From my youth I have suffered and been close to death. I have borne your terrors and am in despair. Your wrath has swept over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. All day long they surround me like a flood. They have completely engulfed me. You have taken from me friend and neighbour. Darkness is my closest friend. The second reading comes from Matthew chapter 27, verses 45 to 54, which is on page 999 of the Pew Bibles. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lima sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He's calling Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Here ends the reading.
In every life we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. So don't worry, be happy. This is Bobby Ferris's song, his approach to life. And some of you may remember this was everybody's song. Everybody was singing it, everybody was whistling it just a few years ago. It's a very catchy song. The lyrics are awful, I reckon. And I want to introduce you to a song today in God's Word that is a much better song for this life of trouble. It's honest, it's personal, and believe it or not, though it ends in darkness, it brings us And I want this song, Psalm 88, to become our song. First of all, this song, point one. You have made me go down like the dead, but I cry to you. Hear again the anguish of this man. Verse three. I am overwhelmed with troubles and my life draws near to death. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like one without strength. I am set apart with the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, who are cut off from your care. He doesn't give us details, but for some reason, not enemies, I think, attacking him, but for some reason his pain is so great his physical, his emotional, his, his mental pain is so great that he feels like the dead. Not just his pain, but he is so alone. He has been abandoned, verse 8. You've taken from me my closest friends and have made me repulsive to them. In his pain, in his loneliness, he is filled with despair. And being one of God's people makes it worse, I think. For he knows it is no accident what is happening to him. It is no collision of the atoms of the universe. The Lord has done it. Did you notice verse 4? I am counted among those who go down to the pit. Verse 6. You have put me in the lowest pit, in the darkest depths. We asked the question last week, what's wrong with the world? The answer is evil exists and our sin has caused evil to reign. But still ultimately, though that is true, God is sovereign He is in control, and whatever life has brought you, God has brought you. So in your pain and despair, in this man's pain and despair, he feels pain, he feels abandoned, and he feels that God is against him. And though we long for relief at the end of his song, the song has no happy ending. 
There is no light at the end of the tunnel here. Have a look at verse 18. You have taken from me friend and neighbour. Darkness is my closest friend. In the original language, Hebrew, darkness is the last word of this song. And however much you hate the lyrics of the song we began with, I think you are longing for it when you read this song. You have made me go down like the dead. But can you see for a moment that this song being included in God's word, the Bible, is truly wonderful, actually. There is a philosophy, a religion called Buddhism. Buddhism deals with the problem of pain and suffering as the problem of life. And it has a wonderful solution. The reason you feel pain and suffering is that you feel attached to good things. You care about having good things. And the simple answer is to stop caring. Stop being attached. Don't care, be happy. Or rather, happiness is not the goal of Buddhism, it's nothingness. Don't care, be nothing. But when someone has not been able to leave the house to do anything they enjoy for the last 30 years, when someone has been caring for their dying husband for several years and their husband has now died, when someone can no longer communicate and are in an emotional darkness, perhaps, and there is simply a struggle to get out of bed every morning. Do you know people like that? Don't worry, be happy. Does nothing. And don't care, be nothing, is no answer either, is it? We do care. We should Do you see how wonderful it is that this song, God has included it in his word to us. Our society is trying to learn to be real about suffering and pain and depression. We're to ask one another, are you okay now? That's good. But God's word has been doing that for millennia. God's word encourages us to be honest to ourselves about how we're feeling and to one another. Indeed, God's word wants us to be honest even to God. For we saw, didn't we, that he addresses God. You have put me in this lowest pit. And though I call out to you again and again, verse 14, why, Lord, Do you reject me and hide your face from me? What extraordinary words to be able to say to the God who made the universe. And yet, the songwriter still trusts, verse 1, Lord, you are the God who saves me day and night. I cry out to you. How wonderful it is, this psalm is in God's word. You made me go down like the dead, yet I cry to you. 
But I want you to see more than just how good it is, how wonderful it is that this song is included in God's word. The song is very personal, isn't it? It's one person writing this song, I and me, again and again. But have a look back at the heading of the psalm, which is actually part of God's word. Psalm 88, a song, a psalm of the sons of Korah. For the director of music, it is a person's song, one person. He has written the song, but it is sung by many. His song becomes their song. And so I want to ask the question, could this song become our song? Should this song become our song? Our song. Well, every part of God's word is primarily about Jesus, not first and foremost about us. So let's ask the question, how is this Jesus' song? Point two, Jesus' song. You made me go down to the dead, but I cried to you and you raised me up. The God who saves has given us more, far more than just a song to sing, permission to be honest. No, his son became a man, and so was exposed to pain and suffering and death. And though he saved a man living among the dead, though he raised Lazarus from the dead, when his enemies attacked him, his friends betrayed him, he was condemned to die and became a dead man walking. He was whipped and beaten, pierced with nails and a spear. His pain was physical, but his pain was personal as well. Betrayed by a friend, condemned by his own people, deserted by all of his friends. In that darkness of pain and abandonment, he well could have said, verse 6 and 7, You have put me in the lowest pit, in the darkest depths. Your wrath lays heavily upon me. Instead, he quoted Psalm 22 similar my god my god why have you forsaken me god made him go down like the dead but he cried out to god god did not rescue him it ended with darkness he made him go down to the dead because his wrath lay heavily upon This song was Jesus' song. God's son was in the pit. But Jesus' song has another verse, doesn't it? In the psalm, he asks a series of questions, rhetorical questions. The answer is supposed to be no. Verse 10, do you show your wonders to the dead? No. Is your love declared in the grave? No, but in Jesus' song, the answer is yes. God did show his wonders. God did declare his love in the grave. You made me descend to the dead. I cried to you and you raised me up. Here is far more than just permission to be honest about how we're feeling. Here is the God who saves God made his son go down to the dead 
for us. God raised his son up from the dead for us. Do you know this? Is this your hope? Is this your light? For on that day he was raised from the dead. And on the last day, all those who have cried out to him will be raised from the dead. This song became Jesus' song. And so, yes, this song must become our song. Final point, our song. You made me go down to the dead, but I cry to you and you raise me up. Psalm 88, believe it or not, is the song of every Christian. From the day of your birth, the clock was ticking. Every one of us have been descending to the dead. This is not natural. God did not mean it this way. This is God's wrath. You make me descend to the dead. The wages of sin is death. Most people ignore this. We deny it. Near where I used to live at Windsor, the cemetery opposite the cemetery of the Anglican Church, there is an oval. It's called Don't Worry Oval. Don't worry about death, for you can play cricket on the oval. Isn't that what we are like? But Christians don't do that. We can recognize and accept because we know the good news. God made his son go down to the dead. And God raised his son up. And we can cry out, depend on him, and he will raise us up. This is our song. You make me go down to the dead, but I cry to you, and you raise me There's a famous hymn, you might know it. I fear no foe with thee at hand to bless. Ills have no weight and tears no bitterness. Where is death's sting? Where grave thy victory? I triumph still if you abide with me. His song became Jesus' song, and it is now the song of every Christian. But there is something about this song that is not the song of just every Christian, is it? It's not a song for every day of your life. It's an extreme song. It's extremely dark. Usually when we get together for staff meeting each week, uh, I read from the Bible passage that we're doing that week at church. We talk about it, we pray about it. I read Psalm 88 this week. And the tone was sombre. It was hard to know what to say because it did not fit with how we were feeling. The next day I shared it with a friend and I said to him, I think you might understand this psalm better than me. For he suffers every day. 
of his life? He said, yes. Maybe this psalm is your experience right now, or perhaps you have experienced this. Even with modern medicine, you can be sick, you can be in such despair that you feel like the dead and you long to die. And the words, don't worry, be happy, are completely obnoxious, honestly. To be told, don't care, be happy, is of no help whatsoever. And to just end it all is no answer either, is it? Should we just give up on God when we feel like that? Now, God's word gives us permission and the honesty to be real about it. To be real with yourself. To be real with God. And to be real with God's family. That's what we need, isn't it? To be able to say, I am not okay. And I need you to be with me. To see my darkness and to feel my darkness. I need you to be with me. I need you to remind me of the God who suffered and experienced darkness and who will raise me out of darkness. When Henry Light was dying, when he was descending to the dead with tuberculosis, he wrote these words. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide. The darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, oh, abide with me. Here is hope for the hopeless, light in the darkness and we can hold out this hope and light to one another may god make us a community may may, may god make us his family where is it okay, where it, it is okay to feel despair and where we support one another in it let's pray our Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you for this song that is so real and raw and unrelenting. Our Father, we thank you that you want us to be honest, honest to ourselves, to one another, and to you. Father, we thank you for your Son who experienced this song and more. And Father, we thank you for the hope that we have in our darkness. Help us to be your family who hold on to this hope and dwell with one another in despair and joy and hope. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.